It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Harford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Good morning, Bob Mumby. Good morning. Uh, we're happy to be here on this beautiful Friday morning. Yes, we are. Um, Sunny. We, uh, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. We start with gripes, our courtesy, <laughs> acknowledging that we are not perfect. As a matter of fact, uh, in our own right, speaking for myself, it could be very annoying, but things annoy us. I appreciate your honesty, right. Bob. <laughs> First thing, how some parents talk to their kids in department stores. They treat them... Do you ever see, have you ever experienced it or is it just me? They're walking around with like in a Walmart or something and they're really just talking rudely to their kids. Mm -hmm. I hear it. Is yep. this something that only I pick up on? No. Okay. I really, it really annoys me. Secondly, don't, when you get called on the phone from a fundraiser, do not give them anything. Most of it is just a waste of money. Give to Harford County Education Foundation, Boys and Girls Club, Charho, Sark, Public Library Foundation, Public Library Foundation <laughs> Harford Family House. Uh -huh. Here, yes, here are some charities that you get calls from. And I'm going to give you some numbers I've collected and how much has actually gone to the cause. The Children's Cancer Recovery Foundation over the past 10 years has raised on the phone $38.5 million. 0.7% has made it to kids. Um, the marketing payment that goes to the cold calling firm was um, 28.9 million of the 38 million. God, that's crazy. And the rest went to the charities as salaries. Um, uh, United Breast Cancer Foundation. Sounds legit. Yeah. 12 million raised, 0.06%. Uh, went to the cause. Children's Leukemia Research, 9.8 million raised, 7% went. The Wishing Well Foundation, this one really POs me, 12.6 million and less than $30,000 made wow, it to yep, National Caregiving Foundation, um, uh, Disabled Police Officers Counseling Center, 0.1% of 7 0.6 million. Wow. That's the phone calls you're getting. And Miami um, Herald does a great job on this. Um, and it's just, do it not, and, yeah. do not give these people a <clears throat> And give, give locally. Um, yeah, always. Even always. To, to great national charities like, you know, United Way or the Heart Foundation, mm -hmm. um, American Heart Association, whatever. Do it locally. Um, so that was that's really annoying. Uh, maybe we'll should we stop? No, the other annoying thing. I was like, I can tell you have you more know I need today. you're getting out of your car and it's on a little bit of a hill and you you, you push the door open. Yes, and it comes. And then back. you go to get something and it comes back in on your leg. Wax your yes. leg, yes, yes, yeah, always. I mean, you have to. It, it's almost like shove. You have to hit it perfectly you to do. get in that little <laughs> semicircle. Uh huh. They can't fix that. They have no. cars that can tell you they can drive themselves after they can't have that door stay open when you swing it open yeah after all these years you have hit on something that is a huge annoyance for me i have bruises on my shin always yeah. and that. it's not it doesn't always come right back no. sometimes it does a wiggle wiggle, yeah. wiggle wiggle then it comes back yeah and you're like good i got it perfect yeah it's like come on are they laughing at us when they do that they can't swing it okay i think that um Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Well, the, the do we really? I mean, I probably do it too. But people who, when you're talking to them, they take out their cell phone and start looking at it. Mm -hmm. 
Or, I mean, it's fine. I saw a husband and wife. I assume they were husband and wife. Uh, Maybe not at, at, at dinner the other night. <laughs> and they, they said, right. Mm-hmm. That, that legal thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. In court. Yeah. What did your husband say to you that morning? Where am I, Debbie? And, and why did this annoy you? My name is Susan. <laughs> <laughs> we aim to entertain here. <laughs> we have court case transcripts that are quite hilarious. But they sat down at dinner, and they both got on their phones, and they, oh, didn't, they didn't look at each other or talk. I mean, we, we were there for 20 minutes of their time there. Not one word. Oh, this is sad. Okay, we're quite done being annoyed. All good, all good. Well, guys, we're going to take a little break. A Universe of Stories is the 2019 theme of the Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge for children and teens that runs through August 31st. While supplies last, each registered participant gets an awesome tote bag and a coupon sheet filled with great offers from Harford County businesses. The public elementary, middle, and high schools with the highest percentage of Summer Reading Challenge completers will win a trophy. More information can be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library locations. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Jordan Lally, singer, songwriter, meditation teacher, mental health advocate, and founder of the Ed Lally Foundation in the studio with us today. Through his music, teachings, and community events, Jordan promotes mental health, meditation, mindfulness, and creative expression. As a songwriter, Jordan has penned over 200 songs across various genres while serving as frontman for The Big Infinite and Fiction 20 Down. Jordan and his bandmates have released numerous studio albums and toured extensively throughout the U.S. Currently, Jordan is in pre-production for his first solo EP as well as Big Infinite's Volume 2 EP. Jordan teaches meditation and leads yoga, nidra, sleep-based meditation, regularly at Love Evolution Studio in Bel Air, Bodhi Counseling (laughs) in Northeast Maryland with individual clients via his private practice. He also teaches and speaks throughout the community at schools, recovery centers, and mental health conferences. Guided meditations from Jordan are available on his YouTube channel. Following the tragic passing of his father to suicide, Jordan and his family started the Ed Lally Foundation to destigmatize mental illness and raise awareness for meditation, mindfulness, creative expression, and associated mental health practices. Welcome, Jordan, and thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And Leslie, I'm impressed. That was, uh, I mean, the sick sheep. That doesn't hold a candle to, to, to I'm that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm quite impressed with myself. And we're going to uh, do something unsolicited by Jordan. Uh, his band, The Big Infinite, is playing tonight. Tell us where. And we, we can also get a plug-in, which we should, for the Love Evolution Studio. Yeah, we're <clears> playing tonight at Love Evolution Studio. We're releasing a new song. The song's called Found, and we're doing an event at Love Evolution. Um, typically, when we release new music, we do uh, you know club venue shows in Baltimore, but we want to try something different. And so we have a, a, the artist who did the cover art is um, going to be doing live art while we're playing our acoustic oh. set. Um, so yeah, it's at Love Evolution. Where is that? In Bel Air, just behind the Armory, the Armory Marketplace. Oh, oh fantastic. And what time is that? That's 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And where do people go if they want to know more about that? They can go to the Love Evolution Studio website or to any of our social media, the Big Infinite social media pages on Facebook, or that kind of stuff. Or they can just show up at 7 o'clock. Very good. Um, And we're going to have that posted on live music in Hartford County. Yeah. Very important. The Big Infinite has a, you have a new single being released? Yes, Joe. You gigged a few weeks ago in... um, I love Evolution Studio in Bel Air. You had a great show. Um, yeah, in the Armory Marketplace. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're releasing a new song. The song's entitled Found. So it'll be out on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff on July 9th. The Big Infinite. And um, it's, where is your music? Uh, is it on um, Bandcamp or uh, if folks want to uh, know well, more about The Big Infinite? Yeah, if they just want to listen to the band, they can go to thebiginfinite.com, um, Big Infinite on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And um, 
Yeah, we're all around. You can Great. Just Playing at Earthwood and Fire in September, uh, Sagamore on the Waterfront in August. Check it out. I gave a listen to the music of The Big Infinite um, last night, and very, very excellent. Okay, tell us about you, Jordan. Uh, Harford boy? Yeah, born and raised in Harford County. I went to John Carroll School. Um, really left Harford County only to attend college um, in Western Maryland at Mount St. Mary's, but uh, other than that, have uh, returned and, and live here with my wife Megan and our two daughters. Um, yeah. Megan is, uh, Lolly is the Director of Development for Habitat for Humanity Susquehanna. Yes. Great cause. Uh, I've done a build. It was one of the most enriching things I've ever done. Jordan, you said you... you yeah, I participated build. in the women's build. Um, nice move. <laughs> yeah. Nice move. I got to wear my hot pink shirt throughout the build. Um, right. No, they... Uh, Habitat is a wonderful organization and just a, just a wonderful group of people. And I'm really, as a husband, I'm, I'm just overjoyed to have my wife be able to go to work there every day. Uh, she is really fulfilled by the work. But yeah, the Women's Build was, um, was through Love Evolution Studio where I also teach meditation. And so uh, the staff there is, is all women except for me. So um, they roped me into the, the Women's Build there. But it was a wonderful experience. And, ha and Love Evolution Studio, I assume there's a website... Uh uh, for that? Yep, loveevolutionstudio.com. Okay, fantastic. EdLollyFoundation.org. Uh, you've taken something that was just tragic in so many ways um, about a beautiful man, and you've done amazing things with it. Um, tell us about Ed and the genesis of the Ed Lally Foundation. Uh, my dad was um, was a joyful joyful man anybody that knew him to know him was to love him and he just was gregarious and outgoing and uh and periodically throughout his adult life really once a decade about of depression would hit and it would completely rob him of all that joy um and so um this is what happened about six years ago um, my father came down with a vow of depression that was completely debilitating he lost 100 pounds over the course of that year just because wow. and he loved his food he would eat anything, anytime, anywhere, and, but he would be so anxious uh, and, and so kind of preoccupied with his anxious thoughts that he would just forget to eat. Um, so he lost 100 pounds, and, and eventually the, um, the, the depression culminated in suicide. And um, so that, for me, was, um, was a turning point in my life. Um, it seems odd to say, but in, in a lot of ways, um, I love my father dearly, and he was my best friend, best man at my wedding, but um, it was... It was my wake-up call to my own mental health, my own mental illness. Uh, prior to my father's passing and, and his struggle, I had really considered mental illness to be a weakness in me. And so I had experienced social anxiety and depression, but I had never really considered them or acknowledged them. And just I thought it was a weakness, so I did my best to hide it from everybody. But during that last year of my father's life, I really saw the stark contrast between my dad, this joyful, happy-go-lucky guy, and this ugly, oppressive disease of depression. And so as I was able to recognize it in him, I started to be able to recognize it in myself, that my anxiety, my depression, it wasn't, it wasn't a weakness, it was an illness. And that, that shift in understanding changed everything. Um, as a weakness, I, I always wanted to hide it from myself and from everybody else. But as an illness, it was something that I could speak about openly and honestly, and then even work to heal. And so this all kind of came about very, um, very naturally. Um, I just gave my father's eulogy and uh, felt compelled to be open and honest. And, and I was, and um, after the service, people came up to me and they offered their condolences, but they also um, they, they thanked me for my honesty and, and proceeded to share their own stories of you know, anxiety and, and depression and, and friends of theirs who had attempted suicide, committed suicide. And so uh, for me, it was very cathartic. Um, it was like the floodgates had opened and all of a sudden it was okay to talk about. And, and the kind of irony in it is that the the very thing that had isolated me from everybody, my depression and my anxiety, was now the thing that was connecting me to people, and the only variable that had changed was my willingness to talk about it. And so from that, um, from my father's eulogy, um, just organically, the work with the foundation grew. Uh, from there, I just I started my own meditation practice, um, had my own kind of journey of healing, and friends and family would ask me um, to help them, and, and so I started to help them, and then I would post on social media um, and uh, and then we just started doing events, and I, you know, the whole thing has just unfolded. Um, 
uh, in a way that, that uh, I don't know, it's by the grace of God. That's the best, the best I can offer. Well, and I, I guess just as <clears throat> a disease or an illness uh, can take over, so, so too can, can, can peace. And it almost feels like the peace you've found um, through your own journey and your own work You've you've opened up the floodgates to let this happen, um, and it's it's really a beautiful thing. Um, and you have to wonder, uh, well, maybe you have to know that uh, Ed's uh, guiding it in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to I like to think that I, like to believe that. I have a, a mm -hmm. friend of mine who calls him my catalyst angel. He's the catalyst for all this stuff. Um, as I said it. Everything's been very effortless. My own healing and the foundation and the opportunities we've had. Um, it was, it was the, the exact opposite of what my life felt like for at least two decades or at least 15 years prior to that, especially my, my career in the music business. It was all effort and working and trying and striving and not sleeping and, and stressing and anxious. And, and every inch felt like a mile. Um, and the last five years have just felt effortless. Wow. So it's been nice. So you've, you've opened a door in yourself to, to let Ed and Grace guide it. So I think it's just beautiful. And uh, thank you for what you're doing for so many people. Um, you know, you talk about um, um, a lot of what you're doing is to help destigmatize mental illness uh, among folks that have the mental illness and those close to them. And um, I'm involved in some other organizations uh, for addiction and uh, homelessness and other thing where other um, uh, burdens that people carry that there is no reason for, for blaming yourself, uh, for your loved ones blaming themselves. This is uh, not a weakness of character, it's not a lack of strength. Um, I'm sure Ed's beautiful soul and heart never touched by this illness but um, it takes over and you know it really in just watching him that last year it just felt like an obstruction to the light within him it, it felt and I would see my dad's beautiful joyous souls like scratching and clawing to come <clears> to the surface but as the brain kind of became more diseased and degenerated it just would obstruct that light and that soul so I think you're right when you say that it didn't touch his soul but it, um, it, it just, on this plane, it kind of obstructed the expression of that soul, and so it was, um, yeah, it was an act of mercy you know, for him to, hmm. to move on. And, and so much of how we're, we're raised, we're socialized, is to view these illnesses and diseases as, you know, we tend to otherize the folks suffering from them because it protects us. Um, I know all of us have... I've had someone very close uh, that took their own life, and everyone wonders, what, you know, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. Was I the last person to talk to? Or mm -hmm. um, what did we do wrong as a family? Um, remember the seventh wish? Yes. Uh, yep. Beautiful story about, about a twelve-year-old girl whose older sister goes away to school and becomes addicted. And what the whole family went through was like, what did we do wrong? How do we end up with a family mm -hmm. member like this? Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the so, uh, they watched a video uh, she said in middle school that's uh, from several years ago that shows like the drug using community as the pariahs and um, and it's not it's you or me and just like people with mental illness. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, awareness. I would. Before my father's passing, I would hear suicide, and I would immediately think guilt. That person felt guilty about something, and so they just wanted an out. Um, and it was only, again, through living through the process that just my understanding shifted. And I'll, sometimes I just explain it, um, especially when I speak to middle schools, I kind of simplify it. And it's just, it's you, your brain is an organ, just like your heart is an, is an organ. Your brain can get diseased, and, and if you don't, um, if, whether that's from your biology or from lack of physical health, that disease can manifest in a heart attack. The same is true from the brain. If you're not actively practicing mental health, um, you know, whether you have a certain biological predisposition or you just don't, you know, care for your mental health, that organ can become diseased and it can result 
in a myriad of, of results, depression, anxiety, and attempted suicide or suicide. Um, there's really no difference except in the perception. In both cases, an organ becomes diseased and there's a result of that disease. So tell us how, uh, tell us more about the foundation. Uh, your vision, who we have to thank uh, for forming this and running it, your board. Yeah, the, um, well, the board, the board in and of itself is amazing to me because it's, it's again, part of that effortlessness um, that's just kind of naturally come together. Um, a whole slew of people that I, I was not connected with, um, most of them, um, prior to the last two or three years, but through shared experiences of depression, anxiety, those kind of things. Um, it's kind of drawn us all together, but it's, you know, it's made up of, of you know, CPAs and, and lawyers and owner of a psych practice in Northeast Bodie Counseling and um, just all walks of life and people mm -hmm. who probably um, prior to this collective mission hadn't vocalized their experiences. Um, so I, I couldn't be more proud of the people on the board. Um, and the work we do is uh, continuing to grow. Uh, to this point we've done, um, we do a lot of social media stuff. Um, we do a lot of stuff in schools, which I'll, I'll touch on in a minute. We do events in the community. We do one that I particularly enjoy. It's called Rock and Yoga. So uh, my band plays uh, acoustic, and, and we have a yoga teacher on the board as well, Debbie Welch, who leads a yoga class. Um, but the idea is having the live music there. Maybe we can attract some people who otherwise may not have thought to walk into a yoga class. And then while they're there, they experience yoga, and then they also hear a bit of mental health advocacy. I share my story and so perhaps they feel less alone. So we do stuff like that. We've done um, stuff with improv for anxiety, which is something that maybe people wouldn't often connect. But for me, as I, uh, social anxiety was the biggest limiting factor in my life, and so I started meditation, and, I, and after a couple years, I felt a lot of peace, but I really wanted to test that peace. And so I made the mistake of saying to my wife after we were watching Whose Line Is It Anyway one mm -hmm. night, I'd love to do that, and she walked in the room the next day and said, I signed you up for the Baltimore Improv Group. So, um, But then I went down there, and it was amazing because it, it, it's the exact same principles of meditation. It's just about being present, being in the moment, um, not kind of getting lost in your thoughts, but, but being open and receptive to people. And so I found it uh, tremendously cathartic for my social anxiety, and then I, I went and, and read a bunch of research that um, out in California they were doing improv for anxiety, so then we started doing that through the foundation. Um, and then I think a big thing, uh, probably the biggest initiative right now, is, is for us to introduce meditation and mindfulness uh, to kids, to, uh, to teens, to, to middle schoolers, to high schoolers. Um, so we offer um, assemblies at schools, and this is uh, so far in the county we've done it at Seamount and Wright and the, my alma mater, the John Carroll School. And um, I go with my band and um, I share my story. Um, and throughout that story, we intersperse songs to kind of keep the kids engaged. And then maybe three quarters in, we start talking a bit about, um, well, throughout the whole thing, the assembly's called the power of expression. So we're talking about the power of creative, of ex creative expression, allowing your kind of thoughts and emotions and subconscious out there in the form of art. We talk about the import importance of conversational expression, whether that's with a therapist, friends, family, just talking about what you're feeling will provide this sense of relief. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, um, allowing your thoughts and emotions to express themselves in meditation or mindfulness and, and how healing that can be. Um, and, and we touch a little bit on the science and how it literally is changing your brain and all that stuff. And then we do a bit of a, a brief experience of meditation. Uh, so, um, so we're doing that now and our goal, you know, with the next uh, school year is to get that into more schools in the county, the state, and then, you know, I think long term we'd love to just really be across the nation doing the assembly. Maybe at the library. Absolutely, we'd love, love to. love that. We did, yep. we, we were doing it as a community event. We did one at Love Evolution mm -hmm. Studio. We'd love to do it at the library. Mm -hmm. We're doing some um, in Howard County. Um, and then we also do a class, Mindfulness for Teens, um, which is at Love Evolution, which I'm, I'm going to mention Love Evolution a lot because, not because I work there uh, as one of the places that I teach, but because the owner there, Megan Bymiller, is, is so tremendously supportive of every anything that I've ever asked her to do on behalf of the foundation. It's 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 really amazing their commitment to it. What's Megan's name? Megan Bymiller. And uh, it's uh, Love Evolution. People should, could just Google that. LoveEvolutionStudio.com, or you can just Google it. It'll come up um, just under and Love it's Evolution. Right behind the right behind the armory. Army marketplace. Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we we did we did the assembly as a community event there. We'd love to do it at the library. Oh, that'd be and, great. Um, Part of our choosability, I'm thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a, a whole so, bunch of stuff we're doing. Yeah. And, and 
on that note, um, I have like eight different questions, and I don't know whether to just blurt them out like Jackson Pollock or <laughs> try to put them together and end up with Picasso or just finger painting. <laughs> uh, but first, on the note about this Seventh Wish, this book, um, uh, it was it's for, for Miller's middle schoolers, and the library and Hawks County Public Schools did a great job. The offer came to all the middle schools, and the library had a session with her that was house. We did book clubs with all the middle schools. Oh, that's awesome. And the author, one thing of note, because mm -hmm. um, we had her on the show, and she mm -hmm. said um, she's done a lot of tours, and she wrote this book about addiction and the family's reaction to it um, because of personal experience with a friend. But it was alarming, I guess, but not surprising. She said that about a third of the schools and libraries and communities she went to said to her, well, you, you can talk about 29 of your books, because you had written 30 books, but we don't want you talking about this book in front of middle schoolers. Mm. They're too young to know about this. Um, and when we talk about awareness and stigmatization, then about what you're doing by going to these schools and telling these kids you're going you may be going through this you have a friend so someone in um, your family everyone's touched by it we, so go ahead we we had um one of our early board meetings one of our early board meetings we had um we asked that same question you know is middle school too early and um the owner of Bodie counseling a psych practice in northeast jesse fairchild said absolutely not she said when she was in middle school one of her classmates took her life. She said mm -hmm. it's early enough for them to take their life. It's absolutely early absolutely. enough to talk about it. And then we, we recently did a middle school in Howard County, Resurrection St. Paul. We did uh, the assembly. And we did this exercise where we pass out this flyer. It's a questionnaire. It's, it's anonymous. You know, have you experienced anxiety? You know, we, we might word it a little bit differently, mm -hmm. stress or whatever, um, sadness, extreme sadness, those kind of things. And then we collect it. And then we pass it back out. We shuffle it up. So everybody's holding on to somebody else's. There's no names on it. It's completely anonymous. And then we have people stand up. 95% of the kids are standing up. Every, everyone in the world, in my experience over the last five years, everyone can relate to anxiety, stress, depression, sadness, whatever you want to label it. Mm -hmm. People have experienced it at one time or another under different circumstances. Um, and, and so even and, and earlier and earlier on. And so if we can talk about it, they'll feel less alone. And then we can also give them some tools um, to start to think about how to, if they are experiencing, maybe how to weather that storm and, and, and heal. Because it's just, you talk about mindfulness, and I'm, this is, I'm putting you all together and you can sort it out. <laughs> you talk about mindfulness and it, the paradox there is that so much of what our self-created um, anxiety is because uh, I remember a famous person once said, "No one thinks about you more you more than you do." <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So this mindfulness stepping in also enables someone to step outside of themselves and be able to express themselves because um, we're so conditioned to please others. We're so conditioned to, to worry about appearances. Uh, it's almost as if our society, which we participate in, is bullying everyone to shut up. Mm -hmm. and not share any of their mm -hmm. concerns or fears uh, or, um, or illnesses. So, and that's all sort of tied together. Um, talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Um, Did that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 I mean, basically what I thought of when you, when you brought that up with social media. I mean, that's, that's something that we touch on in the assemblies, yeah. and, and it's, it's not inherently a bad thing, right? Social media is something that can connect people. Uh, especially if we use it in a different way or mm -hmm. if we start to foster the use of it in a different mm -hmm. way rather than people just only putting this perfect persona out there. Um, if you can put a little bit of your truth, good, bad, and ugly, um, you'll start to feel less alone and you'll help, you'll, you'll immediately connect with other people. Um, and so I, we're going to do a social media campaign later this summer, just hashtag the truth, and we're just going to start putting some real, honest, genuine stuff out there um, I recently did a post on my Facebook page about my career in music business and how uh, for many years while I was proud of the songs that I wrote, um, proud of my bandmates, I was embarrassed by my career. And so I put these pictures of 
of the show, but I would crop out the sparse crowd that was there, mm -hmm. or I'd word the post so it seems like, you know, we're just so successful. Um, and that, hiding behind that facade, it, it isolated me from people, but over the last five years, being honest about these kind of things in connection with people mm -hmm. in a way that I never, ever had achieved in any, in any way, shape, or form before. And, and absolutely, um, that was an extension of mindfulness and meditation. And me being aware that that was what my brain was kind of unconsciously doing because that's how society had influenced my brain. Um, yeah. I, I guess uh, we were talking before off the air. Um, Leslie said, I, I love music and I play music. And Leslie said, I'm you a good singer, Bob. And I said, only when I'm by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Something with makes me sing poorly when I know people are listening. Mm -hmm. I, I feel that that's connected to somehow um, uh, helping these kids or anybody go through it to, to own, first of all, to own, I guess, what they're going through, because that's a lot of what we, we talk about um, at Charho. Uh, you need to own what you're going through. Mm -hmm. you, you're not a spectator. Um, and then in owning it, um, and this mindfulness and this awareness, and it becomes a, a confidence, and you stop wasting time trying to deny it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, time and energy and mm -hmm. effort trying to to maintain this facade that is in no way serving you. I had an experience of after after because I took a step back from music after my father passed away. My bandmates and I kind of just took a hiatus. And I was just meditating and, and working kind of on self care. And when we got back in the studio, which was probably three years later, um, two and a half years later, uh, the engineer who we had worked with for all of our albums, an awesome guy by the name of Drew Mazurk, um, said, what have you been doing? Have you been taking singing lessons? Like, what is going on? I've just been meditating. Mm -hmm. And so, kind of to your point about singing when people aren't around or whatever, I there's this sense of kind of confidence or freedom that just came because I was... Uh, I was not in my own way anymore. My mom told me right. that 10 years ago, get out of your own way. And it, uh -huh. oh man, it irritated me at the time. <laughs> but it was so profound because like our brain just, just it, it very often can just get in the way and mm -hmm. limit, limit our expression or our confidence mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, EdLallyFoundation.org, uh, we're talking to Jordan Lally. Give us an uh, example or two or how this has uh, your programs and how you approach, uh, especially with teens has worked? Uh, have you seen in, in the lab, in these assembly halls? Um, yeah, I, I can give you a couple. Uh, well, I mentioned the um, just just that at that middle school, Resurrection St. Paul, just seeing all those students stand up. You could see them all look around and, and just be kind of amazed. That, sure. that, um, uh, when I was at John Carroll, we did a meditation exercise, and, and all, all these schools, when I talk to the administration, we, we talk about meditation. You could tell there's some reservations. Are we mm -hmm. going to have 700 kids? Are they really going to meditate? Mm -hmm. um, and we play some music during it, so it's not like this perfectly silent meditation. We, we have reasonable expectations of uh -huh. 700 teenagers. <laughs> but I, you know, at the beginning of the meditation, I, I say, um, you know, put your feet flat on the floor and then put your hands on your lap, and you could hear... Uh, 700 feet just stamped down and, and then 700 hands hit the lap. I mean, it caught us all off guard. We look up and we're just, we're continually amazed um, at this, one of the mindfulness for teens, uh, the free meditation mindfulness classes that we offer at Love Evolution that I teach. Um, a girl, two, two, two young uh, teenage girls walked in and they wouldn't make eye contact with me when they walked in. Mm -hmm. uh, I got the sense that their parents probably forced them to come. Um, during the class, as part of the, the classes that I teach, I, I share a lot of my own personal experiences with anxiety. And, and at some point, the one girl just kind of perked up her head. She, she raised her hand. She just started talking, and tears started pouring down her face. And then her friends started talking, and they were sharing with me their stories of anxiety. Um, one had to do with playing a violin. The other had to do with um, not being able to talk at a party. Um, and in that moment, you could see, I, I got the sense from the one girl that it was the first time she had ever really talked about it. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, it was just just a few of the experiences, but yeah, it's, it's powerful. And that's a breakthrough for them, yeah. you know. And, and it's truly amazing that in plain sight we have all of these kids, all these everyone, all of them, starving for this connection, mm -hmm. starving to express themselves, star starving um, to come to terms. But it never. 
often never cross-grained meat. There's really not a lot of mechanism in our all of our institutions and societies and how we get together and communicate that encourages this. It stifles it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially social media. I just, it's that facade, that fakeness. Mm -hmm. So I think it's bad for the person who's posting, but it's also bad for everyone who's looking at it. Oh, you just compare going, yourself against oh, that. My yeah. life is terrible. Yeah. I don't do anything like that. My kids aren't perfect like that. My house isn't beautiful. My dog is, you know, it's. That's what, um, not to conscious, not to intentionally bring it back to the song that we talked about in the beginning, but that, that song that we're releasing yeah. is one of the ones we use at the assemblies, and it was written about that same thing. Okay. Um, I was outside my house at 9 o'clock at night driving something out of my car, and I heard my neighbor screaming at his daughter. Okay. Um, she was screaming at him. It was just a kind of your typical fight. Sure. Uh, prior to that, I had I, my neighbor had moved in two years ago. I never really knew him. It was just kind of like big, friendly, how mm. you doing, smiles. Mm -hmm. Even if I was upset inside, if I come out and see my neighbor, okay, I'm going to give him the best, how you doing? Sure. Um, but then in that moment, that night, I heard him screaming, and I felt more connected to him in that moment than ever before because it was, I, that was something I could relate to. Right. Like, yeah, I've yelled and been yelled at, sure. and I've been in those shoes. And that was the impetus for the song. And, and in the section of the assembly that we do for the schools, we talk about that and how it relates to social media. Mm -hmm. If you can just, uh, just, just, just even a, a small step forward to putting some truth out there, mm -hmm. you'll find that it connects you to people. And mm -hmm. it's scary to do that. I, I understand, mm -hmm. um, but it is. It can. It can be profound in, in a way to kind of connect mm -hmm. with people in a, in a deeper way, in a more meaningful way, and mm -hmm. you immediately feel less alone because, like, oh yeah, I don't have to maintain this facade. Right. Know? It's just. It's not. It's hurting me, and it's hurting other people too. Right. And I love it when I see somebody that's honest. I go, oh my gosh. The rest yeah. I just go, whatever, 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 mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And then I go, oh my gosh, this is somebody that's really, I just think that's great. Yeah, it resonates at like a deeper level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not on social media a lot. I am for work because I love what we do and I feel great about everything that we push out mm -hmm. um, from the library. But personally, I just, I'm not on it a ton. Yeah. Um, but when I am scrolling through and I see something like that, I'm like, this is, it really changes my opinion. So yeah. Yeah. it does make a difference. So this is great work you guys are so doing. So Found is the new single? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, we're going to listen to it at, uh, at break. Can we? I, I believe so. Um, we have never released a song that had a cuss word in it until this one. I don't know if ass is okay. I just said it, so hopefully yeah. not. You know, ass, it's in the Bible. ass from a hole in the ground. is. So we say phrase. it all the time, so. don't we, Bob? Mary, that's how Mary got to Bethlehem. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about my Mary. And I'm like, my Mary doesn't say that word. Does she? It's the, uh, when we submitted it for iTunes, and, and, and we weren't sure whether we had to put explicit, because we've been playing music for 15 years, not once have we ever cussed or anything. We're like, I don't know, it's a phrase, ass in the hole in the ground i don't know my ass from oh, the hole in the ground okay um yeah that's a phrase <laughs> yeah, yeah i thought it'd be okay but i just yeah. wanted to preface it and make sure you were aware good work good um work. good we're gonna listen to it going to break uh your future initiatives your goals your events uh your website is edlallyfoundation.org yes um i really i just we just want to continue to, to do the work we're doing at a community level, um, have a bigger impact in the community, the state, the nation. Um, I, we want to not only destigmatize mental illness and continue to talk about it, however creative ways we can come up with to engage people and get them to listen, um, but also meditation and mindfulness and, and educating the public about that because there's a lot of misconceptions about meditation, mindfulness. People think they're just supposed to stop their thoughts. Um, like that, right? It's, that's not mm -hmm. the case at all. The exact opposite is true. You don't stop your thoughts. You allow thoughts to come and go, but you watch them and you witness them, and that is where the catharsis, the healing in the brain happens. And it's not just, um, it's not just some hippy-dippy stuff. Like it, There's tons of science and research. It's undeniable. It's literally changing your brain. People often think that they're just kind of born with this brain, and that's it. Uh, but the more you meditate, you know, our, brain, our brains are neuroplastic, so they're capable of change. And the more we meditate, the more we practice mindfulness, the more we influence that change, the more we heal the brain. Um, and so that's, that's what we want to do. We want to continue to educate the public about the benefits of meditation, mindfulness, uh, the misconceptions, dispel them, uh, and just continue open and honest expression through all these different ways we're doing currently. We just want to broaden that and reach more schools and get the word out and continue, continue, continue. Uh, there's a, a, a great story about a, a young woman who lost, completely lost. She may have even had to have almost half of her brain removed 
and the other side of the brain over an 18 month period assume cognitive functions wow. that um, were here to for there to for done on the other side of the brain mm -hmm. um, and it moved motor controls to a smaller part of, of this brain so when you talk about the neuro neuroplasticity uh -huh. yeah that's amazing I mean her right brain like took on a lot of the functions that the, the missing part of the brain had been doing so wow yeah. did you study this in college i was a psychology major okay um but all my everything comes from experience my experiential understanding okay. i seek you know science and research in a way to teach people but mm -hmm. i know because i've lived it because i was paralyzed with social anxiety i would get on stage and and we'd be anxious for weeks leading up to it, terribly anxious beforehand, anxious on stage, depressed when I got off. And I lived this show after show. I didn't even sing until I was 27 because of my anxiety. Um, and so I, I lived that. I lived the, the self-medicating for depression. And then, I don't know, now I couldn't be more comfortable in just about any situation I'm in. And it's not nothing special. I've just meditated. Right. Yeah, wow. You know, sometimes I hear actors say that they are paralyzed, that they are very... Socially, they have a lot of anxiety, and I'm like, how can that be? You're an actor. Mm -hmm. Like, it just doesn't seem, and I, I don't see it, I don't recognize it, mm -hmm. but I, it's, it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people, and, and, and anxiety can be so situational. Like, mm -hmm. maybe you're comfortable on stage, but then you can't have an intimate one on one conversation or, right. or emotional stuff. Right. Or, or, like Megan, who's not here today, my wife, um, she is so easygoing, so comfortable, uh, but then you put her on a bridge. And she's driving across the bridge, uh -huh. and she's paralyzed with anxiety and stress. Uh -huh. and so, so it manifests in a lot of yeah, different ways. Me too. My wife can't be on a dock or a bridge that's low to the water, where she can see the water. Really? Oh, wow. It's not the height over the water. It's seeing the water, especially through little like cracks in the water. Oh really? my gosh! Will she go in water, like the ocean? Yeah, she will. That's interesting. Um, I remember when we were still dating and we both lived and worked in New York and I worked on the 28th floor of a building right on the East River in Manhattan mm -hmm. and we would both, oh no, I'm sorry, we were married at that point and we lived in New Jersey and we took mm -hmm. a ferry boat from Pier 11 in Manhattan and mm -hmm. the ferry boat, the, the gangplank was okay. just this, it looks like a, um, you know, yeah. a, a wheelchair access, yep. Yep. aluminum with little cracks and it's only about four feet over the water. But it's she about eight feet long. Uh -huh. And I remember looking down her once. I saw her going to the boat. And I saw her stop and then scoot really fast across those eight <laughs> feet. And I was 28 stories up. And I said, I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I love that lady. <laughs> uh, so, okay, edlallyfoundation.org. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to cover some great events coming up at the Hartford County Public Library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Hartford County, and we'll do some thingamabobs. A Universe of Stories is the 2019 theme of the Hartford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge for children and teens that runs through August 31st. While supplies last, each registered participant gets an awesome tote bag and a coupon sheet filled with great offers from Hartford County businesses. The public elementary, middle, and high schools with the highest percentage of Summer Reading Challenge completers will win a trophy. More information can be found at HCP online.org or by picking up a copy of the headlines and happenings newsletter at any of the library locations have a small project at home that you've been putting off need some help but don't need a large contractor for more than seven years dr curry contracting inc in aberdeen has been offering residential and light commercial renovations remodeling and maintenance to clients in the harford county area their professional and efficient staff work on installations of windows doors siding kitchen and bath remodels and more customer service and satisfaction is of paramount importance in dr curry contracting inc's continued success no matter the budget it's time to get that project done. Call 410-272-8779. That's 410-272-8779. Let DR Curry Inc. make your dream renovation become a reality. Welcome back. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. Thank you, Leslie. And it's been a little bit of a rough show. We've had a little it engineering. Really issues has on, been on the engineer, so 
<laughs> I think everybody I listening knows my pain. <laughs> I am aware um, that I have some audio anxiety right now. <laughs> You're doing um, a great job, Bob. And uh, thank you. We're here with Jordan Lally, singer, songwriter, meditation teacher, and mental health advocate and founder with his family of the Ed Lally Foundation. Um, his dad, uh, Ed Lally, who uh, suffered from severe uh, clinical depression, and Jordan and his uh, uh, teammates have turned this into a not only a beautiful um, tribute and uh, uh, manifestation of respect for Ed Lally, but um, a beautiful effort uh, to bring it to others, to bring this, this cure and healing to others. Um, EdLallyFoundation.org. Um, speaking of great institutions, we got library. Stuff. You guys been busy at all? Because normally have you have been. nothing going on. I know. This is really our down season. You know, everybody's on vacation. Just kidding. We are knee deep in wonderful, wonderful summer reading challenge. Um, we um, kicked that off on Monday, June 17th. It was a fabulous success. We have thousands of people registered already. Um, the theme this year is the universe of stories, so it's space related. There are all kind of wonderful programs and things going on at the library all summer. Um, so sign up today. Stop by any Hartford County Public Library branch. Um, sign up. Get your Summer Reading Challenge bag. They're fabulous this year. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors and all of our community um, partners who have helped make this a great summer already. Um, so. That is something we're working hard on. Um, part of that is our summer uh, floats for the 4th of July parade. The theme of our floats, again, is Universe of Stories. So that will be in the Bel Air Parade at 6 o'clock on July 4th. If you want to come march with us, you certainly can. Um, this is July 4th, July 4th? Oh, no, no, that's not the parade. Is the it? Bel Air Parade is, is on, on July Thursday? 4th. Yep, yep, it's always on July 4th. And then Havit of Grace and Joppatown Edgewood are on July 6th, the Saturday oh, okay. after. They are usually the Saturday before, but this year they're the Saturday after. Okay. So, um, so this is space related. For our float is, yes. Yes. So you can um, go to hcplonline.org and um, click on the link and it'll take you to the information and you're welcome to march with us. We have a blast. It's really fun. Everybody loves the library float. So stop on by. Um, then we have some fun things coming up at the library. Um, kind of in theme with what we're talking about today on Saturday, June uh, 29th at our Whiteford Library. We have a stress and self-care workshop where you can learn the techniques to take care of yourself while handling everything that life throws at you. And this is an event that's supported by the North Hartford Friends of HCPL. And it is from 2 to 3 p.m. You can just stop in. There's no registration. Um, and this program is part of our Choose Civility Hartford County and is made possible in part by the Institute of Museum and Library Services. So we offer all kinds of programs at the library for every age group. Um, this one happens to be from grade 9 to adult. So that really encompasses a lot of um, ages and um, very well attended up in Whiteford. Um, and, and then I, go ahead. I was going to tell everyone, I do it, you should all do it, especially on hot days. Go to the library. Mm -hmm. Instead of you're going to do something that, you know, going to not wait, it's going to waste time or whatever, go to the library for two hours. Mm -hmm. Walk around, sit down, grab mm -hmm. things off the shelves and read. The library will put them back on the shelves for you so mm -hmm. that they can know what people are using mm -hmm. and learning from it. Yep. Bring your kids to that. My daughters love it. Yeah, they love the library. Which branch yeah. do you go to, Bel Air? Uh, yeah. Well, no, the Abingdon one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're closed right now, but we're getting closer to being open okay. August. Okay, so we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to the library. I, I mean, agree. It, it, speaking about music, mm -hmm. I mean, I've, music books and uh, uh, recorded music, um, it's just amazing. And you could end up... Two hours will go by and you wouldn't even realize. Musical instruments, Bob. Don't you have a good musical instrument story? Yes. Uh, my daughter, I, yeah, I, her name is Grace. I told her I was going to say hi to her anyway, so that's, 
thank you. Man. We, I didn't even tee you up for that. You did not. Um, um, ironically, it all comes together. Her name is Grace. Yes. Um, uh, she majored uh, at Hopkins and UPenn postgraduate in astrophysics. Um, so I, typical corny dad, I could say, what's your daughter? People would say, what's your daughter majoring? And I'd say, oh, she's taking up space. <laughs> As only you would say, right. <laughs> now she is traveling the country, bussing mm -hmm. with her fiddle and guitar and banjo mm -hmm. and with a friend of hers. So speaking right lane, right brain, left brain, mm -hmm. she came home for a week uh, over the holidays, mm -hmm. didn't bring her, her fiddle, called the library, reserved the fiddle, went and picked it up, and it's a beautiful instrument, didn't cost a thing. We had the fiddle for a whole week. It, we played so much music on it, thanks to the library. Mm -hmm. So Brought a lot of joy to you guys. Amen. Mm -hmm. So when you think of the library constantly working on things that enrich us mm -hmm. that is a great story it is a great story um and we just actually <clears throat> introduced on the 17th a new collection called nature's backpacks so they are exactly what it sounds like they are backpacks filled with um items that you can take your kids and go out and explore nature so there's maps in there there are um, like bug identifying sheets, there are magnifying glasses, binoculars, bandanas, cool. all kinds of things. You can check them out. We have, um, they're at every single branch. They have been checked out since we launched the kit. So it's a really popular, um, really popular collection. And I think it's hitting at the perfect time. Um, we have some maps of, uh, Hartford County Parks, Maryland State Park. So it's a really good opportunity for you to get out with your family and enjoy Hartford County, which has so many beautiful trails and parks and just great things to do. So uh, be sure and check that out. And then the last thing I want to talk about is a partnership that we have with the Hartford County Public Schools um, and it's free lunches in the summer. And it's an absolutely wonderful program and it's for children 18 and under. And every day they can enjoy a free healthy lunch at four of our Hartford County Public Library branches until August 30th. Um, and this is weekdays, Monday through Thursday from noon to one at Aberdeen and Edgewood. And Monday through Friday from noon to one at Habit of Grace and Joppa. So um, there's no registration required. If you go to hcplonline.org, click on a link there and it'll take you um, to a page that gives you more information but it's a wonderful partnership with Harper County Public Schools and much needed so amen yep <clears throat> what how, what's cooking with uh, biggest table choose civility choose civility we have a um, the one program the yoga program that I talked about um, earlier at Whiteford that's happening on Saturday um, all of our branches do choose civility programming all 11 branches um, actually do quite a bit of programming that are choose civility specific um, and it ranges from something like this the the yoga meditation to creating um, you know gifts for uh, old age homes or uh, birthday kits for the boys and girls club like they it's all community um, oriented uh, uh, activities for kids and adults so um, choose civility is happening every day at Hartford County Public Library and then we have some things that we're working on for the fall so we're gonna try and do some big programming would love for uh, your band to be a part of that so mm -hmm. we'll talk after that because it sounds like a lot of what you're doing aligns with our choose civility initiative which is been great yeah that would be awesome mm -hmm. the, uh, at some point the office of mediation reached out to me uh i think it was in regards to the true civility campaign and asked me to mention the prospect of doing some meditation mm -hmm. in the community it kind of didn't come to fruition okay yet, but anyway yeah we'd love to any kind of absolute involvement absolutely natasha jackson yeah friend of ours um used to run our aberdeen branch for the boys and girls club uh, oh my gosh you know natasha uh -huh. saying. yep a beautiful voice and yep. she's the office of mediation uh, we're all one big happy members. family here in Hartford County guys so well, speaking of family I, I, I have to tell a story because so, it's it re, about my son and I have to give him equal billing if I'm doing it, although he wouldn't demand it um, 
But I just have to tell a story because we're talking about infinity. Um, both my kids and my son, genius. I don't know where he got it, so mm. he just stay out of the way. Uh, but absent-minded professor, especially when he was young. So um, he was so curious about so many things, and I don't know how he was reading about. This was he was five, um, or we were talking about the concept of infinity. Oh gosh, at five that's a hard concept. Well, he, he was fascinated by it and he also, we, he was reading about or he was, we were talking about integers and negative numbers, which is also something. Mm -hmm. So, um, the next day uh, we were making him, uh, uh, he sat down for lunch and he said to my wife, what, what's for lunch, Mom? And she said, uh, um, I'll give you a hint. Um, and it was SpaghettiOs. Okay. She was making Okay. And uh, she said, it's the lowest number you can have. And he thought about it and he said, negative affinity? Mm. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, he didn't. He lost the word infinity. Sure. Uh, affinity. Right. He was knew right. about it. And right. negative because of it. Negative affinity. <laughs> and you were like, we are in trouble, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, I want to bring uh, Jordan back into this for one thing, and, and um, uh, Leslie, you were t uh, we were talking about choose civility, and mm -hmm. um, I have that bumper sticker on mm -hmm. my car that just says choose civility, mm -hmm. and it affects me. Mm -hmm. when, I, when, I, when I'm mindful of that, I, I can be a little bit of a New York driver, mm -hmm. but... You have I, it on your car now? Yes. Oh, wow. So I think of that. No, no, I don't. Okay. I, don't. I know I'm Cindy sorry. has it on hers. That's what I have okay. on Cindy's car. I should put one on mine. You should. I'm bringing you but one next week. it helps me be aware or mindful of my car and my person mm -hmm. being rude mm -hmm. um, and treating the other driver like they're not there. It's just right. another piece of metal. Right, right. And... Um, you see where I'm going with this, Jordan, I hope. I believe so. Uh, uh, so, and I've talked about this before. I think it was Harrods, the department store mm -hmm. in London. Uh, they were having an issue with people just berating customer service people at their customer mm -hmm. service desk. Mm -hmm. People berating them. Um, and someone had an idea, a woman in, I don't know if it was customer service. She She's might brilliant. have been psychologist but um, she said let's put a mirror behind the counter um, oh, that's awesome mm -hmm. and it had this like absurdly huge effect mm -hmm. on curbing mm -hmm. people's treatment of these customer service humans um, because people you can see yourself. Became aware yeah. Yeah. of what yeah. they were doing and saying. And that, that's yeah. exactly, yeah. that's exactly what mindfulness and meditation is. You're seeing yourself. You're seeing what your brain is doing. It's a lot of it is unconscious to you. You're not aware of how emotionally reactive you're being or what you're saying. And a lot of times you only have awareness with the passing of time. So you look back on something. And what meditation mindfulness does is it gives you awareness in real time in the moment. And so you, just like that, like a mirror, you can see yourself. Wow. And you make different choices. Wow. Really something. EdLollyFoundation.org. Um, also go to Big Infinite, TheBigInfinite.com. Yes, yeah, TheBigInfinite.com. TheBigInfinite.com. Go to Love Evolution Studio. Um, uh, your private practice, uh, Jordan. Um, JordanLally.com. JordanLally.com. And go to Habitat for Humanity, Susquehanna, or Megan Lally. Mm -hmm. um, is director of development and they have a great team there and if you've never done a build um, it is so worth it in so many ways I did a build in 03 I lost my dad um, and he liked to build things and I lost my best friend in 911 he was a policeman in the South Tower when it collapsed so I said I'm going to build something um, and Good the therapy. Most curative good. things mm -hmm. I've ever done, and now I know what a transom is. Transit is. I know how to pour a footer. I know how to. You're a genius. Frame a house. 
Okay, so I think this has been an excellent show. It Thank has been an excellent thank show. Thank you so much for having Of uh, course. Of course, we hope you'll come back. Absolutely, we'd love to. Um, that's all the time we have today for the Hartford Edge. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you.